everybody. Welcome to Podcast of the Galactic Heroes. I'm here with Vicus, Serene me. Dragon, and Kuvo again. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Just kind of sped through them there. Sorry. Apologies. That was very <laughs> rude of me. I'm a terrible host. There, Hello, there everyone. are 100 episodes in. They should know our voices by now. <laughs> is it 100? Is, is I, this 100? I don't know. I haven't looked, but it's probably around there. We're close. Yeah, because mm. we've been... Should go back and count. Yeah, it's around there. I... Oh, I should check at some point. We don't actually we should watch pay something. attention to these things. <laughs> we can watch something good. Look, we're here to bring you anime. <laughs> that's it. Not numbers. Everything else, garbage. Oh, also really bad movies on occasion, but uh, that's beyond. The, that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, we're doing Planetess episodes 13, 14, and 15 today. Mm-hmm. Um, some pretty good ones. Some semi-resolutions of things that maybe took a little longer than they needed to, but at least it's not like... At the end of the whole series. Yeah. yeah. These ones aren't really, you know, too heavy on like the themes or anything, but you know, it does kind of evolve some of the characters' relationships and whatnot. So they're kind of nice. It turns out if you blow up the spaceship, all that's left is like interpersonal stuff for a bit. Which hey, you know what? Planet Test does it pretty well. <laughs> Forced but, vacation, uh, yeah. my bad. Yeah. Fee drives ship into the sun. Oh crap. Now we don't have a ship. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of which, that's a good lead off into episode 13. Kubo, take yeah. it away. So uh, episode 13, uh, we're on Earth. So there's a beach in town in Japan. Uh, some woman's making food and then like the door opens and Itachi, he's coming home. This is, I guess, his parents' place. Uh, the mom's upset that he didn't give her enough notice, but it turns out that Yuri and Tanabe are there too. So she's kind of uh, surprised to see the company. I was making dinner, kid. You should have told me. Yeah. Uh, so Hachi goes on to explain that they're on vacation because the toy box kind of deorbited itself to save, you know, seven station from being blown up by terrorists. So, you know, because my captain is a national hero or something. Yeah. The mom asks about this and she's like, oh, wow, you know, these people are crazy. So she uh, they start talking. She compliments Yuri on his uh, Japanese and he says that his wife was Japanese and he's like, oh, it's cool. You know, my wife died because she gets all. You know, yeah, basically like he she's like, oh, you were married. And he he's like, yeah, she died about seven years ago. It's no big deal. I'm or eight years ago. I believe it was something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so as they're chatting, all we hear this hissing noise just kind of come out of nowhere. And the mom's like, oh, shit, get down. And so, like, they all duck and cover, except for Hachi, just kind of, what? And a yeah, huge rocket this. flies through the door. This thing's, like, five feet tall. And it just, like, blows and through their thick, door and knocks... like... Yeah, this the thing's, thing like... Is, it, it's an amateur rocket, this but it's huge. Is, yeah, this series feels like it's willing to, like, dive into pretty heavy themes pretty quick. And, um... Hulky fuck. <laughs> I was so worried. I was like, oh, no, what are you... <laughs> Oh no, what are you gonna do? Who have we killed? No, yeah, we're good but, though. Uh, no one's actually hurt. Hachi gets knocked out for a second, but uh, in runs this uh, Japanese boy named uh, Kyuto? Kyutaro? Kyutaro, yes. I think is what it is, yeah. Kyutaro, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and he comes in wondering why the rocket's all fucked up, and the mom's pissed. Apparently, this, like, she gives off the impression that this is a common occurrence, but she's still annoyed by it. <laughs> this isn't the first um, time, so- and yet. I mean. One thing that took me a second to catch, but. It's very funny. So if you listen before you watch or the other way around, whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure these aren't all supposed to be glass, like, doors and windows and stuff. Like, I think some of it is, like, wood with, like, paper doors, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, all of them make glass-breaking sound effects every <laughs> yes. time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Every and time the so rocket funny. crashes. You're totally yeah. right. Oh, also, my God. Like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, there's a part where they get into a fight, and um, that was when one of them though, gets actually. their head slashed through a wall. It do, yeah, it does a glass breaking sound effect, and it's so fucking funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was actually I don't know if they that, that's later on, but like he's leaning through the window, and it's glass, and I'm like you should have cut yourself pretty badly there. But. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it isn't that. Yeah. No, the rest really isn't. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, mom is pissed. She's concerned about the guest getting hurt. Uh, Hachi kind of wakes up out of being stunned and is pissed at his brother's stunts, and the bro didn't say hi at all to him. And, you know, they start teasing each other, you know, common bro stuff, you know, just giving each other shit. Hey, shorty. Especially when one is a teen. Yep. When one is a surly teen, especially. Yeah, his oh, brother's yeah. supposed to be like 14, I think, 13 yes. or 14. 13, 14, somewhere in that yeah. range, yeah. Like, yeah. So he grabs mid- the- Middle school aged. The worst. <laughs> yeah. What I'm trying to say. Yeah. So he grabs the rocket and runs off, and he ends up, like, knocking Hachi in the back of the head with it or something, whatever. Um, Mom is talking about how uh, Kyutaro looks up to Hachi and his dad being astronauts, and Tanabe is kind of surprised because she didn't know that Hachi's father was also an astronaut. Hachi doesn't know how to talk about these things. He doesn't talk about anything. He yells. True. Um, His mom talks about... uh, yeah, he's like, the brother looks up to his other brother and his dad. It's like, you know, they were born in space. You know, Hachi was born when we got lucky on our honey trip, honeymoon trip to the moon or something. And it's a really great shot of Hachi just being completely embarrassed about his mother talking about getting it on with the father. <laughs> Don't treat it like it was a lottery ticket, I think he says. Yeah, yeah but uh, she says that uh, Kyutaro loves rockets and he's like in a huge hurry to grow up, obviously. Uh, we cut to him on the beach doing like tests on the rocket. I guess like he has the shack that like he rents from a fisherman or something, and yes, like he's he says. putting it through testing. Uh, Yuri walks over, gives introductions, starts talking about how he makes his own fuel and stuff. Uh, they Yuri goes into full on proud dad mode like instantaneously on yeah, seeing like, this child. Yeah, like surrogate uncle like yes. vibes here. Extremely he, cool uncle vibes. Yeah, so Yuri offers to help him with his rocket because it's obviously having problems. Um, they start doing that. I guess like he copies some software from a floppy disk, and like he's literally yeah, like, he, "Yeah, like, this is a crime as long as we don't some, get like, caught." <laughs> yeah, some actual like government missile firmware. Yeah, like that's like super trade secret. And he's just like, "Are, are you sure that's okay?" And he's like, "As long as we don't get caught, <laughs> it's <laughs> not illegal like, if it's we illegal. don't get caught." Hey, but, hey, Yuri, yeah. <laughs> why do you have that on a USB stick? Don't ask stupid <laughs> oh, questions. No. <laughs> I just do. Doesn't everyone? Doesn't everyone just carry around at, like, their satellites, uh, OS, yeah. when they're just a drive? So first you're going to have to modify your system's host files, and you're going to have to point <laughs> this address to um, local. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we see them growing out on the rocket stuff. We cut over to Hachi. He's wheeling out his motorcycle. Um, if He's said in the past that he was really big in the bikes, and he talks about, like, it hasn't you know been running for a while, but I used to ride this in high school all the time. So uh, he and Tanabe go to the store looking for ingredients or whatever. It's worth noting that this is like easily their most casual conversation that they've had the entire series at this point. Yeah, they're actually starting to get comfortable talking to each other now. And uh, this episode does a good job, I guess, kind of portraying that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, yeah, they run in at the grocery store. They run into uh, Hachi's high school friend named uh, Takumi. Uh, they used to be, like, motorcycle riding buddies or something. And, like, and Hachi's Hachi like, oh, went you... to space. Yeah, Hachi's like, you still ride the bikes? And he's like, no, I had to go and get a minivan. And he's like, why'd you get a minivan? Those things are lame. But you see that his wife walks in, and the wife has a newborn with her. And why so, would anyone buy a minivan? Just very good question, I ask myself. <laughs> <laughs> only there was something that usually accompanied that. Look, my child better be able to grip onto my back when I'm riding a motorcycle or my child's not strong enough. It's like Roman's throwing him to the wolves. <laughs> no, child's got to ride nuts to butts. 
<laughs> so um yeah he's married uh, he has a kid the kid starts crying and it shows like takumi doesn't like know why the kid's crying he's kind of clueless over being a father um the wife goes ahead and leaves to go change the kid and so hachi kind of has like a change in tone here before he was like you know making fun of his friend but now he congratulates him on marriage and you know it's a good job you have a kid and takumi turns around and says like yeah same to you it's good that you're about to get married too assuming that tanabe is his girlfriend uh-huh. what yeah and so he says the line here is like, it's, it's good to see that you brought your girlfriend home to meet your parents. And like, this puts like the seed of, I don't know, the stress between the two of them into their brains. Both of them oh. like have this revelation at the exact same time because they're morons. They're both idiots and I love they're them. They're just thick as bricks. <laughs> yeah, they're just real bad at this. <laughs> yeah, so we see them outside getting back on the motorcycle to go home, uh, back to the home with their groceries. And, like, they're both being super awkward about it. They're thinking about that line. And, like, Tanabe doesn't want to ride on the back of the motorcycle. Like, she doesn't want to put her hands around him to give him ideas or whatever. And he's uh, like, come on, you, you know, we got to go. And then as soon as she puts her arms around him, he realizes, oh. Ah, fuck. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, presumably they drove to the store perfectly fine. until Yes, you know, but as soon yeah. as the thought's in there, everything changes. Yeah, mm. so on the way riding home, they see a rocket take off, and Hachi's like, it's like an actual big rocket. And Hachi says, like, oh, yeah, it's like a college thing or whatever. Turns uh, out there's the, a spaceport, like, just down the road that he grew yeah. up with. It's actually mentioned earlier that uh, Kutaro gets, like, his parts from the spaceport. The he steals there, them. Yeah. 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 So on the beach, Kutaro actually sees that rocket, and he says something to the effect of, like, I don't want to lose to those people or whatever. Uh, Yuri asks him about being an astronaut, and, like, why like you want to be an astronaut he's like i don't want to be one i actually want to be a rocket engineer which makes sense seeing you know how into rockets he is he's engineering rockets yeah 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 Yeah, so uh, he turns it around on yuri and asks yuri why he was an astronaut and yuri just kind of looks out to the ocean for a bit (laughs) yuri pulls a yuri (laughs) yuri's like do i tell this kid my wife died in a horrible accident in space eight years ago and I spent the last eight years searching for any trace of her body and belongings. No, that seems a bit harsh. <laughs> Maybe to, not. To put do on I, a 13 year old. Do I really want to ruin this kid's afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got the Hachi and Tanabe on the beach. Uh, they're kind of just having a casual stroll, and he's talking about bikes in high school and stuff. Um, and he's like, yeah, when I saw a rocket launch, it really made me realize that bikes aren't really all that great. Rockets, Rockets are way, are more way faster than bikes, it turns out. Yeah, he's kind of an idiot. And she like <laughs>, laughs at this and says, you know, that's a simple reason. And that's just you. I like that about you. That's stupid as shit. I love it. Yeah. Then there's this really contrived moment where he asks her if she's OK with, you know, coming back to Earth's gravity. She's like, I'm fine. And then she trips and falls into his arms. Uh, so, yeah, he catches her. They kind of have a moment staring into each other's eyes and they're kind of embarrassed. But he goes in for the kiss. And Meanwhile, you know what's going to happen, though, right? Yeah. We called it right here. He's like, all right, oh, all right, no. what's going to interrupt them? Here Chekhov's we go. rocket has already barged in once, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we cut to uh, Kutaro and Yuri. They're launching the rocket, and um, it looks like it's going real well at first, but then, like, Yuri's looking at it through binoculars, and something came off, and it starts swerving around and going crazy. Yeah, it turns uh, it out comes- he's actually trying to get to the space, by the way, he mentions. The troposphere. Yeah, Yuri's like, what's your target? The troposphere. It's like, okay, kid. Yeah. Uh, so it comes, like, straight back at the shack that they're in. Um, they dive out of the way, barely misses them. Uh, it also kind of flies right by Hachi and Tanabe as they're trying to kiss each other. And, like, they dive out of the way. And Hachi is extremely pissed that he missed his moment. Um, You're never so going to get another one. It's not yeah. like you can Thank just ask her. Thank goodness for this 
<laughs> Thank goodness for this comedic relief missile. <laughs> a thing that I wish more rocket. series would be. Yeah, more <laughs> series should be bold and employ comic relief rockets. Yeah. <laughs> Drones strike the comedy out of the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, as like Yuri's getting himself up and dusting himself off, he picks up his jacket and then reaches into the pocket and he realizes that the compass he has from his wife has been crushed. Oops. Um, yeah, Kutaro comes back and he's wondering, he's like, oh, you okay? You hurt? And he sees the compass and he asks if it's important, but like there's no resolution here, really. Yuri um, then gives the most Yuri answer in the world. Yeah, he kind of like stares at the ocean and says, no, it was broken and hasn't worked in a long time. And uh, yeah, Hachi comes in to complain and the scene really just ends there with uh, Kutaro kind of staring at Yuri, wondering what's up. As Hachi yeah, screams at him. I think he, I, I think like in the show, he, he's just like, why would you, or like two, he's just thinking to himself, he's like, why would you keep something that's been broken for like eight years? And much like Hachi gets 90% of the way there <laughs> and then just falls right on his face. Brain stop. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we cut to them at dinner, the five of them there. Uh, Kitaro's kind of eating like a pig and Hachi's, you know, complaining and making fun of him for eating so fast. They get into a whole bro argument. Um, it's not really worth going over. During but this, importantly. Yeah, but importantly, uh, Kitaro's kind of eyeing the pocket where Yuri's compass is, and he's, that's where he wonders why he would carry that thing that's busted. The gears, they're mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Uh, we get a phone call. We cut to Fee. I guess she's at the Houston Space Center. I don't know why. They said that she lives... I guess she could be at Cape Canaveral, too, but like all the rockets there look like Houston. But mm-hmm. regardless, uh, she video calls Hachi and says that, hey, we got a brand new ship. Uh, we're going to do testing in a week. And, like, I guess she pulled some strings because she was the heroine of space. It's when you literally save all of space for human habitability, you can get a new ship. I wonder who foot the bill on that one. You think, like, Intel was like, yeah, sure, we'll get you a space shuttle? I I feel like they could throw around spaceship money pretty easily. I think they were like, all you want is a new ship? Yeah. Great. Fabulous. (laughs) That's true, so little money. That is a huge mark on a budget. You saved us literally trillions of dollars over the course of the next 20 years. Sure. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. So Kitaro, uh, while they're talking, Kitaro holds up a sign and I actually translated this on my phone. It says like, I need to talk to you or something while he's on the space phone. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So we cut to quickly a shot of Yuri on the beach, looking at the compass, then looking at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Once again. So uh, at this point, I believe Serene said, huh, this is secretly a Yuri episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind I think of. This was the point. I was like, surprise, second jury <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Hachi, uh, we cut to Hachi telling his brother about the compass backstory, all of it. Uh, and he's like, he, he's actually dead serious. He's like, listen, you need to go apologize right now. That shit was important to him. Yeah, he's like, you can't fix it, but it doesn't matter. You still have got to go apologize. Yeah. Yeah, so he also kind of chastised him. He's like, if you didn't have your dumb rockets, you need to give up on those. All they cause is trouble. And, like, he tries, he starts to trying to get, like, moral here and saying that, like, space isn't fun and happy. People can die and, like, calls him a brat. And then, of course, they start fighting again. Like, they this call is each where other. they get into an actual fist fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and break a window. <laughs> and a door. Yeah, he, like, says, like, you have shitty rockets. And then the other guy's, well, where's your spaceship? And he's like, you're not doing anything about it because you're scared and whatnot. In the kitchen, Tanabe and the mom are doing dishes. <laughs> And Tanabe's like, should we go break that up? And she's like, no, just let them work it out. (laughs) (laughs) They broke a window, mom. (laughs) Yeah, uh, she makes, the mom makes a thing saying, like, you know a good astronaut because they'll come home no matter what, which is kind of an out-of-place line, but sure. (laughs) I'm sure that'll never come up again. 
she says something along the lines of like the good thing about like Hachi and you know uh, Hachi's dad is like even if you kill them they won't die or something along <laughs> yes. those lines which is like a really good line yes yeah. it's like no like even if you put them in an absolute they should die situation they'll stumble out of it <laughs> like yeah yeah so at this point the two brothers are outside like giving each other like headlocks and shit <laughs> and um yeah eventually the brother or yeah the brother throws hachi through the door and runs away and hachi's like oh i didn't know he was that strong he's really growing up you know turns uh, out he was eating for a bunch of people <laughs> it probably my favorite scene of this episode yuri is on the beach and he's totally about the to top gun that goose compass right there <laughs> and uh, yes yes <laughs> he's interrupted one-to-one reenactment <laughs> like seriously they actually put effort into the animation of him throwing it and like pausing halfway through the throw it's uh, yep. real good <laughs> so yeah uh, he's interrupted mid-swing by Kitaro, who apologizes um yuri then starts to go into like a little monologue here about how when he was younger he wandered the earth in his 20s he didn't know like what to do what to make of himself where to you know put his energy and we see a montage of him like hitchhiking through i guess south asia and doing meditation yep. and traveling and he gets into those, like, I don't know, really shallow kind of philosophical stuff. He asks himself, like, what is the self? What is the other? What is good and evil? And, like, he was walking, trying to figure out, trying to find a truth that was, like, beyond all doubt. So, then, yeah, he, he, like, eventually meets a sailor or something. And the sailor just laughed at all of his questions. Out dockside bars. <laughs> this whole part is kind of <laughs> ham-fisted. <laughs> really? But I still love it. You play baseball? <laughs> Yeah, so the sailor laughed at his questions and like, you try too hard to categorize things in the neat categories when, you know, I guess living life isn't like that. And so Yuri asks Kitaro, like, what is the boundary between Earth and space? And of course, Kitaro gives a science answer saying, you know, it's the upper troposphere, you know, about 120 kilometers up or whatever. And Yuri's like, you know what? There Bullshit. isn't actually a boundary. You stupid idiot. You goddamn moron. <laughs> There's no difference between boundary and no boundary, you moron. You, <laughs> you absolute fools. Space and Earth, exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're going for here. The philosophy of it kind of is stretched. <laughs> I don't know. but I'll allow it. Yeah, so the main thing is Yuri said that he wanted to quit being a debris worker once he found the compass because it would be no longer having a purpose in space. But the, then he goes and says, like, the old man was right. It doesn't really matter if you're on space or Earth. It isn't really important where you are. It's so a lot. I guess. <laughs> sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, he thanks Kitaro for breaking the compass. And, like, I guess the one thing the scene does convey is that he is kind of happy to have this burden behind him. Um, yeah. He's k- kind of relieved in a way. Like, I'm, I'm willing to let Yuri get a little wandery in the philosophical department because he's clearly just getting over some big stuff. So, yeah, like, yeah. yeah whatever, man. Say whatever helps you feel better. It works for, for you. Go for it. <laughs> he, he is right that he doesn't really have a direction in life anymore, but it turns out he actually does kind of like these people. So why not stay here? Yeah. Uh, Kitaro doesn't understand any of this. And he <laughs> tells that to Yuri. 14. <laughs> And Yuri's like, yeah, I don't understand it either. And he laughs. And uh, then he asks Kutaro for a favor, but the uh, scene cuts and we get a brief montage here with some music. Um, it's mainly the rest of the people spending their vacation at the uh, Hoshino residence. Their uh, hero vacation. Shots. Yeah, we see some shots of like Fee with her husband and son, Ravi with his kids. A lot um, of kids. Yeah, Yuri is at a grave talking actually quite happily. Uh, Tanabe is on the phone and with her parents in the background. We actually see them for the first time. There is this great shot of her dad basically like 
sticking his head around her her shoulder because uh, she's calling with Hachi, and the mom walks by and just like grabs him and jerks <laughs> him away. Yes. Yeah, he's trying to snoop. Yoink. Yeah, we also see Philip with his wife in, I guess, New York City, and we see Edelgard studying. It's very honeymooners, the shot of Philip. <laughs> His I wife. Think, isn't Philip like cleaning a toilet or something? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, they're back at the spaceport now, Hachi, Tanabe, and Yuri, and they get on a space plane. Um, after takeoff, Yuri's like, hey, look at the window. I think it should be about time. And they realize that they're flying over uh, the Hoshino residence, like on the coastline. And then we see a shot of like this rocket fly right past the plane, like a hundred feet away from the plane. And this would be a huge incident if this. Kikaro would be arrested. Yeah. He would be double arrested yeah, yeah, yeah. for this. But <laughs> yeah, Hachi even makes the line is like, "My brother's going to become a terrorist because of this." <laughs> but Yuri's like all happy about it, and he's like, "The compass that I had was in the nose cone, and now it's out in space." And so Hachi's like, "Wow, you've changed." To which I think is like, "You just put junk in space. I don't know why you're happy about that, but yeah." Because it's your hopes and dreams, and that's worth space junk. Look, if companies think they can give themselves carbon footprint credits to make up for the damage they do, <laughs> then Yuri gets one fucking nose cone in space, all right? And a plastic <laughs> flower. Let's... Yeah, one fake flower, <laughs> one nose cone. That's his allowance. Yeah, <laughs> He's Makes out. Sense. If he does anything else, I'm reporting him. Yeah, then he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, just kind of a feel-good episode to wrap up Yuri's grief situation. We're kind of like halfway through the show we're kind of showing how characters are changing. We're progressing Tanabe and Hachi. Yeah. They've both now realized oh fuck we like each other. Well not each other but they're like oh fuck I like the other person. Yes. Like oh shit we were about to kiss we're gonna have to do something about that at some point. (laughs) Which leads us to episode 14. (laughs) Now to spend a whole episode not doing anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's just so, an episode. They try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so episode 14, uh, it starts up with everyone being very excited at the new ship. I really love that Hachi is like particularly <laughs> yelling about like the plastic wrappers over everything. It's like the electronic smell, wrappers. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he runs it and he's just like, yo, Fee, can I can I take off the plastic wrapper? And she's just like, yeah, Hachi, you can. <laughs> Go and for he's it. just like having the time of his life. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Tyler Bay's like, Jesus, he's like a little kid on Christmas. It's kind of cute. And Fee just turns around and is like, men are always children. Don't don't you know that? <laughs> men, have, <laughs> men are always kids. And I'm just sitting here called out kind of like, yeah. It's a brand new spaceship. It's a brand new spaceship. Like, how would you not be having a great time? Yeah. I remember how pumped I was when I first bought my car. And if that was a spaceship, I mean, I would just be 10 times as pumped. So I, I bought the same car twice. I had my car get totaled. And then I went and found another one of the same model that was just painted a different color with slightly less mileage. And I was still excited. <laughs> it was the same car. And I was still excited. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, while this is happening, uh, Tanabe is also just like giving Hachi the eyes, big style. This this happens throughout this episode. Yes. Oh, I don't know, a hundred times. We should have yeah. kept the counter uh, going. Yeah. God, really should have. Uh, so Lucy, however, breaks in and just starts hooting and hollering. And is like Tanabe, I need to talk to you. Like I need to talk to you right now, privately, etc., etc. She sounds really pissed off as well. Yeah, and half just like, anxious, oh. half pissed. Lucy, yes. Lucy, fuck off. <laughs> Dial back the thirst just slightly. Right. She's a woman on a so mission. So we cut to. <laughs> 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 so 
so we cut to Tanabe and Lucy, and Lucy's clearly, like, just interrogating her in the back. And Tanabe starts talking about Hachi, like, really lovingly and all that, and being like, oh, he's kind of hard-headed, but I love that about him, like, all this stuff. And Lucy clearly thinks that Tanabe is still talking about, like, Cheng Shin. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. Lucy uh, starts with, like, you slept with him, didn't you? And Lucy's talking about Cheng Shin, but, uh... Tanabe thinks she's talking about Hachi. Yeah, she gets super defensive yeah. over it. She's like, no, we haven't even kissed yet. It's crazy. There's two ships in the night. She's like, yeah, and then explains, like, well, we almost kissed, blah, blah, and, like, I'm really thick on this stuff, and basically then, like, she lets it slip that it's Hachi, and Lucy's just like, diaper boy. <laughs> Which I do love, but, yeah, she's just kind of like, wait, you mean diaper boy? That means... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tanabe's even like, wait, so what did you want to talk to me about? She's like, I just wanted to let you know, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she totally changes her tune once she realizes it's not Chainson. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, the swerve. It's so good. So uh, Hachi is still yelling about the spaceship and like reading through a manual and like flipping around and all that. Uh, Shin's in the back and he just kind of asks, asks about Tanabe like directly. Um, and Hachi, like, finally lets go, like, talks about it a little bit, but then admits he completely forgot that they almost kissed because he's an idiot. Yeah, like, he was <laughs> Which, saying, like, yeah, she's been acting kind of strange lately. And, you know, thinking back to it, it was when we, oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, god damn it. Yeah. And Cheng Shin is, like, not too excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> so he can kind of tell something is up. Like, Cheng Shin's, like, asking, he's like, yeah, like, she turned me down last time I asked her out to dinner. Like, is something going on? And uh, so he clearly knows. Like, yeah. he's, he's aware. He's not yeah. an idiot like Hachi is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Hachi and Tanabe are, like, whispering in the Yuri's animal corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is the only way I can really describe it. Like, Correct. the wall of animals that Yuri has. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and they're just whispering back and forth about, you know, if they're in a relationship, if they're not, what they should do, et cetera, et cetera. And um, Ravi kicks down the door hooting and hollering and it's like, inter- all office dating is banned. <laughs> None of you are free. This is an order <laughs> Which... from the section manager and Edel keeps correcting him that's assistant section manager. <laughs> Which is really good. And uh, they're explaining why and it's because... Uh, one of the higher ups is like the third division manager's daughter, like just got pregnant with one of the like scientists on one of the research teams with one of the underlings. Apparently it's a big, yeah, apparently it's like a big fuss just because like they're of different social classes to which Tanabe immediately <laughs> flips out incredibly predictably. She has one button. Yeah. Yeah, if you say love should be denied to two people, Tanabe will fall out of a nearby cabinet and start yelling. Like it is. Yes. How dare you talk shit about love? I mean, her yeah. name is I Tanabe, that being love in Japanese, so yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, clearly she's upset about dating being banned, and... Um, it's you know Ravi just keeps yelling at him like oh it's important it'll come for the managers if we don't do it etc cetera, etc. Cetera. It, it is all bald facedly. Uh, I could lose my job for this. You wouldn't want me to lose my job, would yeah, you all? Yeah, because the guy, the scientist, is being sent to Mars is kind of like punishment, punishment, and the manager is also getting sent to Mars again. And like oh there's a new project over there, but everybody knows it's a punishment. So yeah, the, the they division, don't want to be sent to Mars. Yeah, the section three, the vision leader, which we meet later this episode is a huge fucking asshole and just sends people yes. to Mars. He's the worst. Yeah. yeah, he's the worst guy. Like, he is absolutely <laughs> the worst guy. And uh, so, 
Robbie just kind of like forces Hachi to agree to it. And Hachi's like, uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, I wouldn't want to date anyone from this company again anyway. They're they all are all ugly on the ugly. inside. <laughs> yeah, he's like, they're all ugly on the inside, even if they seem nice, blah, blah, blah. And like, Tanabe is standing right behind him. <laughs> and he's like, all women who work for this company are garbage. Turns around to Tanabe. Sorry. Yeah, he immediately realizes what he says, but like there's no real way out of it when Robin's no. just kind of staring You've at him. You've done it, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Hachi did bad again. He's an um, idiot. He's yeah. a so, big fat moron. <laughs> so we cut to uh two of the suits, uh one of them being Dolph, I believe. Yes, Dolph. Uh talking about uh, a ship that we soon will learn is going on a Jupiter mission, and it's like the new cutting-edge ship or whatever. I completely forgot that. Yes, the, the, the tandem rear engine of the Von Braun. Von Braun, is yes. that what it is? Okay, yeah. This will oh, come Oh, yeah, up. it's like, what, what? yeah, the tandem engine or whatever. Uh, so, apparently, there's some kind of engine <laughs> delay going on, and it is uh, Claire's fault for, uh, allegedly. Like, one of them is claiming it's about it Claire. It is like, very Claire obvious. This guy is through. Claire's manager, like the other guy who was in yeah. Dolph, and he is... Basically throwing the delay on her, and yeah. Dolph is like, he's been shitty to her for like a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. this so. is the same guy who, yeah. during the episode with that guy from El Tanika, uh, tried to throw that guy under the bus, yeah. saying like, yep. we don't care about your and shit. like was shit talking Claire the whole time yeah. after yep. like yeah he was supposed to she was supposed to get rid of him and you know she didn't of course shitty sea yep. level management. Uh, yep. Yeah. So uh, then we cut to Claire at uh, one of the like office desks or something, and uh, is like clearly overloaded with paperwork. Is talking about like, oh, I need a form thirty-five. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll get that to you. I can get it to you by the end of next week. And the guy's like, well, I'm gonna be on vacation next week, so how about within three days? And she's just like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Uh. So Claire is extremely getting clared right now, oh, <laughs> like more so than ever. Like, for it. and she's... it's only gonna get worse. Yeah, she is heading it straight is for defining... burnout. Yeah, it is the defining like event that keeps happening to Claire over and over is just having more people dump more work on her. Um, and so she sees Hakeem and she asks about someone and I can't remember. Oh, she asks about uh, uh, the guy who was in, uh, impounded, from, uh, right? El Tanika. Yeah, she asks about the yeah, yeah, El yeah. dude. And, and how he's doing and all that. And it sounds like he's doing okay but they did like have to take all like they seized all the data and all the research data and all that because Into is claiming it could be used for weapons development Hakeem also gives the most bullshit answer of he's safe and happy in protective custody at one point yeah Hakeem is like really straight laced uh, as you'll find out yeah so then we get back to the office in half section and Tanabe starts calling out that inner office dating rules are bullshit, which like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair. Yeah. like you, you can't really do that. Like, yeah, that's not really a thing you can do. Um, and apparently the uh, like company was just, oh, this is where they reveal that. Yeah. Like the manager gets in trouble too. <laughs> like, right. you know, that level of it. Um, so that's what, oh, this is when, yeah, Hachi claims he isn't interested in anybody, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. and completely throws everyone under the bus and, like, just pisses Tanabe off to no end. Yes. Um, so, uh, Fee is, like, just hanging out, and Yuri and some dude are, like, coming out uh, into a hallway where she's in, and uh, she just, like, catches an exchange between, like, Yuri and this dude, and Yuri's just, like, being really open and kind with him, like, he's just kind of like, hey, thanks for helping me out, man, if you ever need anything, let me know, and it's just, like, kind of a little out of character, Yeah. so Fee just kind of, like, floats down and is like, hey, is something up? You seem like you're doing well, (laughs) and just kind of, like, asks, like, hey, uh, 
why are you in such a good mood? And uh, he basically just says, yeah, he's just like, yeah, I finally let go. And he says it in like some metaphorical terms. But at the end of it, he says, I let go of something that's been bothering me for a very long time. And he's like, I understand. (laughs) Like that is all that was needed. Yeah. Yeah. Actually having intuition and being an adult knows what's going on. The only adult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> National hero and team adult. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised like she doesn't have like a chest full of ribbons. Just saying, like, yeah. National hero on it. <laughs> just wear that in the office. <laughs> so uh, then we're back out with Tanabe in the, and Hachi in the hallway, and uh, Tanabe is giving him the business as he deserves. Yeah, and fully deserves. Like, yes. He's trying to apologize. Yeah, and he's not doing a very good job. No, he's doing a terrible job. And she he's like following her along. And at some point she's just like, it's forbidden. You can't progress any further. And it's like talking about the relationship, but also like the ladies room is behind her. <laughs> so yes. it's just like, you can't follow me in here. Go it's away. It's pretty good Go visual. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so then uh, Shin is reading the manual for the new craft set to go to Jupiter. Like we just got to him in uh, one of the control rooms or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's reading through it and just being like, yeah, they've got a new mission to Jupiter. They're looking for, like, staff to go on it, but, like, competition is going to be really stiff, almost certainly, because this is such, like, an exciting new mission. And Lucy is immediately like, well, doesn't that mean you'll be gone for six years at least? And he goes, yep. Yeah, we should mention that Lucy's there looking, you know, pretty nice. Clearly, like, my way is open. I'm going to seduce this man right now. And Chen Shing just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, she's giving him the... My first love is Jupiter. (laughs) She's giving him the fuck eyes this entire scene. Yes. Yeah. She's like, I'm married to the sea of stars. And she's like, That's but you'll be gone for seven years away like, from me. Yup. And he's just like, yeah, I, I I'm, sure I'm will. I'm going to go fuck space. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not like going home about it, but like he's clearly interested. He's clearly like just yeah, yeah, not yeah. interested in her yes. more than anything else. Severely not interested in her. He is not picking up on a half second of signal that she is very well, clearly I sending. I think he is. I, I think, think he, he is, just yeah. doesn't care. Like he, True. he isn't actually attracted to her, so he's just like ignoring it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we cut to the team out in space finally on the toy box to uh, the fish bones are deployed and... Uh, Tanabe and Hachi are extremely going at it, like, in the most obnoxious way possible. (laughs) this scene, you think that they're on private comms at first, and then it cuts to (laughs) the cockpit of the toy box where Fee, Ravi, and Yuri are just sitting there having the most awkward Zoom call in existence. It's Fee and Yuri. Ravi isn't there yet, and that's actually Ah, important. But Ravi will be there, but he is not there currently. Yeah, they're arguing about their relationship, and Ravi is not there. So, like, Fee and Yuri just kind of letting it happen, because they know. Yeah, they don't care. They're they're like, whatever. They're not middle management. We knew you guys were going to get together. We're all idiots. (laughs) But, but, um... Who freaks out about being like on the call? Is it Hachi or one of them is like, "Hey, hey, shut up, shut up, we're on the group call." I can't remember who which one it is. Uh, they get interrupted by a call from outside. The uh, mm-hmm. guys on the moon trying to look at their satellite. That might have been what it was. Yeah, yes. but oh yeah, they get a call to. Uh, save the science craft and before sorry before this happened like ravi floats into the, like in the control room and just or the the cockpit of the ship and he's like wearing the most scrooge mcduck ass pajamas yes <laughs> like, this, robe. this if it wasn't for the fact that they were in a spacecraft and this show is pretty good about the science this motherfucker would have had a little candle on a plate <laughs> like, 
think this is the level of yes of pajamas we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it needs to be comfortable. It should be noted Holy the entire shit. reason they're out in space right now is they're putting they're going through like a shakedown run for the toy box. Like they're testing stuff. Yes, out. they aren't actually on a mission right now. They're just testing. But yeah. So uh, yeah, they get a call to save a science craft more or less. It's one of the research teams on the ground. Apparently, they have a uh, like uh, just a satellite out there that ha- is like containing a bunch of like sea slugs for yes. some kind of like bioengineering research, like used for like armor applications and stuff, which. You know, that's a thing. Like, uh, we take inspiration from nature a lot in engineering. That's kind of the nature of the beast. Uh, And kind of says, like, hey, you should save it for us. It's about to get hit by a big-ass rock. And, like, the manager is just going to let it happen. So, like, hey, other division people, you have to help us. Our boss is a monster. And then Ravi, like... like, I I recognize you. Oh, pregnancy boy. (laughs) pregnancy boy he yells loudly and proudly yeah like he literally is like ah pregnancy boy and he immediately like pregnancy boy i'm speaking of uh like is ashamed for a second but then like the rest of the research team is just like yeah fuck that man like fuck those people like it shouldn't be a problem man Yo, come on yeah he his research his bros immediately start broing out over how it's totally fine to bone down on the chief's daughter which it is <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. As long as uh, if the chief's daughter is down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then division ma- uh, division manager three, a.k.a. the worst guy, a.k.a. Sleazy McQueasy, a.k.a. the garbage man, yes. <laughs> the one who needs to get taken out. I hate this motherfucker. No, so, <laughs> so he cuts in and clearly has a personal vendetta against the research team because, yeah, he's the he's the boss whose daughter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and he is like just being the worst, trying to put all of his corporate influence on him and like all that nonsense. Robbie starts, starts to fold immediately as well. Yes. Yeah, of course he does. And Hachi, on the other hand, like goes off to go push the satellite out of the way and save it and just tells him like, suck my nuts. <laughs> He's just like, hey man, you better not. If, if you go save that satellite, I'll bring the, I'll talk to your division manager and bring the hammer down on you. Suck my nuts. No, you have to suck my nuts. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> he's literally going like, you, you don't have any power over me. And the guy's like, yeah, but what if I tell your division manager and Hachi's like, fuck off. You're, actually, you Hachi, don't. He actually says like, you're not my boss. <laughs> yeah. He's also like, yeah, if you tell me not to do something, fuck you, I'm going to do it. But just makes me want to do it more, you fucking assholes. <laughs> just yeah, and he's like, yeah, forbidding something just makes me want to do it more. Uh, so he finally gets up to the satellite and, like, lines his fishbone up to it and successfully attaches, only to realize there's too much mass on the satellite and one fishbone doesn't have the power to move it on his own. Oh, no, if only that... Don't worry, they just ton of it drives up right away. There, there <laughs> is a great shot before up to this or anything. where... He is flying off towards this satellite and telling off this guy. And Tanabe has the most, like, that's my idiot face <laughs> in the world as, as he flies away. <laughs> so when she shows up there, it's like, aww. It's funny that they both, like, accomplish the same goal for totally different reasons. Like, Hachi just doesn't want to be told what to do. And Tanabe's like, oh, it's for love. But they still <laughs> arrive at the same conclusion, really. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. And they have to link up their ships, and it's pretty neat. They have, like, a little illustration of, like, no, actually, like, attaching ships is, like, pretty complicated. Like, you actually have to, like, have a rod go from one and, like, lock them together. Like, it's it's cool. The engineering on the show is always yeah, really so sick. Yeah, it's a really good sweet, job. It's hard, very plausible. sciencey stuff, and it's also a metaphor. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's yeah, also the like, world's I, most I, blunt, hammer-to-the-face <laughs> metaphor. Yes. 
and yeah, love it. like it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, and so uh, Ravi continues trying to fold <laughs> <laughs> to the point that he reaches over Fee's shoulder to get to the captain's controls. And Yuri, and this is hilarious because of yeah. course they're so in space, funny. but it just it looks. It looks very much like the Incredible Hulk just being like, no. <laughs> but grabs just him, like grabs him, him up. picks him up, it's, it's the puts him to the back of the room. Well. So just like how you would pick up like a cat or a dog that's misbehaving, <laughs> just right by the neck. Nope. Up you get, over you I mean, you Yuri clearly has like 60, 80 pounds on Ravi anyway. Yes. So. Yeah. And it's just really funny, too, because he's just like, nope, you know you can't touch the captain's controls. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, um, okay, so where are we at there? Uh, yeah, so then even Fee at the end of this is getting fed up with this dude because the division manager the whole time, the third division manager, to be clear, not Dolph, uh, is screaming at them over and over, you know, like, oh, bring down the entire executive on you. You're di- disobeying a direct order. And Fee eventually is just like, shut up, Jesus Christ. If these things collide, they're going to make so much space debris. My job is to stop space debris. Be quiet. It, yeah, it, it should, should also it should be, be mentioned earlier that the third division yeah. manager, his whole thing was like, "Oh yeah, let the meteorite hit this thing. We'll collect the insurance money." Yeah, like that was his entire yeah, like, reasoning. It is explicitly both insurance fraud and a fuck you to the guy who slept with yeah. his daughter. Like, and a fuck you to the debris yeah, team that has to pick it all up. Yeah, like it is all. All of this is the pettiest, most corrupt bullshit, and he just gets told to fuck off, and it's wonderful. Yeah, he tells the boss, who is, you know, the head of the ship and national hero, hey, betray your country. And she says, no, I will not. And hangs up on him. And then she turns to Yuri and says, hey, have you thought about borders recently? No reason. (laughs) Yuri's like, hell yeah, up top. Oh, let me tell you about how there aren't any. So they successfully uh, scooted out of the way, and uh, Pregnancy Boy uh, tells them thank you. <laughs> so, I do like the uh, thank you from the whole side. The the toy box too is really dope. As in, like the back of the ship, the whole engine compartment can just detach from the front of the ship, and so yeah, like, instead you can of just stuff- having a bay to had to put stuff in, you basically like just separate the ship. Yeah, and so like it just they just put the satellite between the engine and the front of the ship and just tow it away, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and it seems just more efficient in general. And like they do comment at some point, like coming up soon, that just like, oh wow, docking takes like way less time now. Like just getting back in the ship is way faster. Yep. So uh, clearly a step up, which you know after you've learned to work with like really crappy broken tools, and then you yeah. get like state of the art stuff, you're like, oh yeah, shit, this when is your really work not- tools are thirty years out of date, it kind of sucks. <laughs> did, yep. Did yeah. you know you don't have to like <laughs> crank windows in the new ships? You can just use a button. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Fully automated. What about all my eight tracks? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then we finally cut to uh, you know, or someone mentions like, aren't you worried about the third division manager just like giving us the guff? And Fee's just like, if there's one thing Dolph can't stand, it's being told what to do. And this man is going hot ham and cheese on telling people what to do. Yep. We have uh, nothing to worry about. <laughs> and of course, and we, we cut immediately and, cut. Yeah, to uh, to the guy like yelling at Dolph and Dolph being like, hmm, hmm. 
Well, uh, feel free to give me a full report with all rules and infractions listed uh, by hand and, uh, you know, make two copies of it, get a signatory and then uh, pass it on over. Like basically just being like, fuck off, man. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the biggest corporate fuck you that is possible, really. Yes. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, my debris team is there to stop debris creation. So it sounds like they did their job. So how about you shut up? (laughs) Why don't you file on a official report, my dude, and get back to me on that one? (laughs) Yeah, I absolutely love that they spend enough time making us really hate the third division manager over a couple episodes because they like tie it back to claire as well and like him being shitty to her so they like i think it's a different backbone to us not liking this dude but and then the whole episode is a chain of people telling him to shut the fuck up (laughs) which is beautiful and quite good so uh, we cut to Hachi and Tanabe back in the ship like they're back in the airlock kind of getting out of their suits and everything they're having the most awkward moment in history again because clearly they have feelings for each other and Hachi just said like yo I love doing forbidden stuff actually it's the best <laughs> he says that and like three or four times like in a row <laughs> and Tanabe still doesn't like pick no, up he's just at like, he's first like, yeah he's just like uh, anything that's forbidden I just want to do it more and she's like yeah I know you said that and he's like no but like I just anything that's forbidden <laughs> I want to do it more she's like I, I know you have said that and it's like she's starting to make a face because she clearly knows what he's trying to get to uh, and then he talks about like yeah well office romance being forbidden I mean do you want to do it and he's like talking about office romance but he could not have phrased it worse if right. he tried because uh, he just asked her point blank, like, hey, do you want to do it? So she immediately yells at him, like, you perv, you absolute monster. And he's like, I didn't mean to come on. And, like, they have the fights that they have again, of course. Um, but then. But then uh, they kind of, like, settle down and clearly are having a moment again. And Tanabe kind of slips out of her big old space suit and just kind of floats over. And they clearly kiss the end. Yeah, It's a nice little ending. And now this there episode will be no is a lot more awkwardness. Of yeah, for of course sure. not. Absolutely. But that is a, I, I really like that episode just as a lot of catharsis at once between, yeah. yo, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is, <laughs> oh, that was, it is great. And uh, then we get to episode 15 in which, wow, a lot of stuff happens. So uh, I remember earlier you were asking if Edelgard had an episode. Did you think it was going to be this one? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> But it, it does kind of make sense. So episode 15, in her case, uh, we open at the doctor's office where most of half section is there and Ravi is lecturing everyone about why they should get an annual checkup every year. Um, the only person who's missing is Edelgard because she's a temp and doesn't get free medical checkups. I, God, this fucking... I'm just talking this, about, yeah, the temp workers don't get fucking medical. It's just the saddest and most realistic thing. Ugh. This whole fucking it's so episode... Real. Like, yeah, they, as someone who was a contractor and had to have, like... Yep insurance through my terrible contractor for yeah oh my god it like all of this stuff has always been in the background and it they don't even really comment on it in this episode but they are very clearly showing you how fucking shitty technora is to its temps um so everyone starts talking about how edelgard is super punctual and she gets everything done on time and man she sure is great a nurse walks in and surprise it's edelgard uh Everyone's really shocked about this, but she works here twice a month, and she even has another job to get to, so could you fucks hurry it up? 
Um, and everyone's like, wait, but like, don't you really, this is what you do in your free time. Um, but she's like, well, it's not infringing on company hours. So sure. Uh, we cut to a briefing room where Jigalt, uh, Hakeem and some other OSA folks are talking about a bunch of shady characters, like drug dealers who are coming up to seven to do crimes. Um, <laughs> not crime. They got, like, the incognito photos of these guys that are about to do crimes, and they're just the most generic crime people. (laughs) Yes, extremely generic crime people, including a blonde dude who will definitely not come up again. Uh, The most important part about this is Jigalt keels over in the middle of the briefing, and they have to, like, you know, call for medical assistance for him. Um, Back over in half section, Tanabe is looking up earrings for her their date. Hooray! There's also mention of a sea cucumber that was gifted to them by the scientists, and she wants to adopt it. <laughs> yeah, like... There's <laughs> a fantastic <laughs> shot of Elgar just staring into this fucking tank with a sea cucumber and looking at it, like, disappointingly. she's just like, You want this as a pet? Hmm. How about that? <laughs> like, it's and Tanabe is like, like, yes, I do. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You want this, you want this turd? You want to braise this turd? <laughs> <laughs> so Elgard's like, you'll, you'll have to fill in a pet acquisition form for that, you know. Um, and also then says, oh, and by the way, those piercings are for your tongue, not your ears. And also you look pretty bad in them anyway. Which Tanabe is like, wait, what? Yeah, she has no idea what she's looking at. By the way, she takes it a little bit as a slight of just like, yeah, "Yeah, earrings don't suit you, you know, which God, it's a little bit of a slight, I guess. It's a bit. Well, it'll come up again. By the way, Um, I have to say, as just an aside, the website she's looking at is jttp colon slash slash mmm.infotown.com. It's great. It's the eBay of space, dude. Yeah. Love getting all my stuff from infotown.com. <laughs> what, you don't already get all your stuff from Infotown? They do have the best deals. <laughs> Back in the door in the boys' dorm, uh, Hachi's trying to get dressed for his date, but he doesn't have any formal wear, and neither does his buddy, who has like shown up a few times. Well, yeah, I think it's one like, of the He's like, which shirt guys. should I go with? Yeah, he is. He's like the redhead. Um, that guy calls over Chen Shin for, to say, like, hey, you've got a choker, don't you? And Hachi's like, oh, oh god fuck. damn it. Oh shit, I haven't told him. I haven't told him I'm dating the girl he told me he likes. I broke the bro code. Oh fuck. Oh shit, I'm a choker. choker. Really? A choker was a bit weird, like, especially in space. I don't know. I'm wondering if it was just a weird localization choice. Maybe, like, honestly. I'm trying to think, like, choker's working, like, only works if you're, like, super into punk, I guess. Yeah. Um, So Hachi deflects by pointing to the packet Chen Shin was reading earlier. Um, which is, as uh, as mentioned, the Von Braun Jupiter Project. Chen Shin says that he wants to apply for for it, and that Hachi should too. But then Hachi's like, "Well, uh, but didn't you want to be captain of the of the project?" And it's clear that he's just grasping onto anything yeah, to not talk like, about this day. Oh, they would they would laugh at me if a guy from half section like joined up. I think he's also just like trying to deflect because, yeah. like his brother said, he is a bit of a coward. Yeah, and like that's this the important would part be, here. Yeah, this would be a step towards like his Actually dream of doing these a sorts ship, of things. But he's a coward, so he's just like, ah, oh, no, they would, they wouldn't take anyone from half section. I might as well not even try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is some good foreshadowing here, actually. So, hmm. <laughs> 
So back in half section, uh, Edel comes in and asks Ravi where Tanabe is, saying that she needs she also needs to renew her EVA license along with the sea cucumber registration. <laughs> the two pieces uh, of paperwork I need to finish today. <laughs> I'm stare at Twitter for the next three hours. Ravi has the most useless manager conversation with her in the world where he's playing an accordion or attempting to play oh an accordion God. right now. Saying one day late isn't too bad, and Edelgard's like, I'm a temp. If I filed something even slightly late, I would be extremely fired for for that. Um, and he also says like something. She also says something like, "You could get in contact with her," and he's like, "No, I'm busy right now playing the yeah. fucking accordion." He's such I'm an super asshole. busy right now, being a boss, doing boss <laughs> things. And even asked her later, "Hey, do you know how to play this thing?" Like, what a fucking jerk. Yes, it is so awful. But Edel gets an email from Sasha, which she's like, what the hell is, you know, what's he doing here? Yeah, she gets kind of angry here, which is a bit out of character. Yes. We then cut to the world's most awkward date. (laughs) Yes. So. Hell yeah, gamers, let's go. Both of them sitting there. Not looking at each other. Come on, say something, Hachi says. And Tanabe's like, well, how long have you had feelings for me? Which is like, well, that's not something. She's like, fuck you, you said to say something. She says that the first time she fell for him was when she went out to space with him, which, okay, sure. It's the end of episode one she was referring to. Yes, it does cut back to that as well. Um, he's about to answer when Chen Shin shows up. Ruh-ro. Um, we zoom out to Hakeem and another OSA rep who are nearby, uh, doing a sting on those suspicious folks from before. They're undercover. Yes. But Hakeem realizes that if Hachi sees him, he'll be made. If Hachi recognizes him, he'll be made. So they're like, all right, wait, flip the teams. We'll go to the hotel and they'll, they can come down here to the, uh... To the cafe. I, I would not want to run into Hachi while I'm doing my job. That would be so awkward, it says Hakeem. <laughs> Who's running the Hachi twice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And spoilers, it might not stop. <laughs> um, back over to the date. Chen Shin is like, yeah, come on, dude. I, I kind of knew. Yeah, Hachi is like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I betrayed you. Oh, I'm the worst. Oh, just, just hit me. Go on. Punch me. I deserve it. And Chen Shin's I'm a little like, nasty man. Hit me. <laughs> Hit me with your hat. <laughs> and, and Chen Shin's like, all right, dude, I, I knew. It's fine. Fuck you. It's fine. It's maybe not all that fine. He then says that they slept together, but Tanabe's like, you'll fuck off with that. It, it was pretty funny the way he delivers it. He's like, yeah, Hachi, it's fine, man. Like, he's like clearly fine with it at this point. He's like, yeah, it's fine, man. I don't mind. Like, we, it's not like I own her. We just slept together. And Tanabe immediately is like, <laughs> yeah, she freaks out pretty we didn't hard even here for a kiss. second. And to Hachi's credit, Hachi's like, yeah, man, it's it's fine. We're not high schoolers. And he's like clearly still a little shaken by it, but like, he's clearly still he's high doing schooler. his best. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So now we cut to a board meeting where oh, yeah. uh, Second Division is leading in profits oh, once again. By the way, Cheng Shin does clarify at the end. He's not. He's just like, yeah, I'm just fucking with you, man. Yeah. Like, I feel I feel like I owed you one. It so, was like, specifically to fuck with Hachi there that he said that. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of shitty, but not, he's not actually going to be that shitty about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we cut to a board meeting where... 
Uh, Dolph's division is leading in profits once again this quarter, but Dolph turns down a meal with the CEO, um, and the, the guy's like, you're, you're really gonna do that? And it turns out he's just such a good go-getter that it's fine. It's not yeah, only the meal with the CEO, guy. he was turning down, like, a promotion, too. Right, yes. Why don't we go to dinner and talk over the details yeah. of that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah and, and he just says, like, oh, that I already have... Motherfucker. How dare he turn down a meal with you? And that guy's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, that guy's like... Well, he specifically says, the CEO says, like, he's like, who does that guy think he is not going to dinner with you? And then he responds with... Probably the next vice president of the company, man. <laughs> He's just yeah. like, what? He's like, yeah, I, re- I really like that guy. Like, he he gives a shit. <laughs> it, it's very clear, like, you know, big office politics are going on and Dolph is moving up in the world. Um, cut back to half section. We get a half second shot of Edel's leather boots um, that then cuts up to her uh, giving Chief... God, I've now forgotten Phillip. his name. <laughs> Philip. Giving Philip a time off request, and you can't actually see she's wearing the boots, so you can tell he doesn't know about it. Um, and he's like, "Hey, we'll just say that you were working the whole time. It's it's totally fine." You he does the, the fucking most manager shit. She's like, "Yeah, you know, uh, contract workers can get time off PTO. We accumulate it." And he's like, "No, no, no. We'll just say you're here. Just work it off at the end of the month." And it's like, "No, that's not how that shit works. If you get time off, you get time and yeah, off." Yeah, she says, "Time off is time off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he does try to pull the most. Ah, we'll play it loosey goosey, and she's like. No, the paperwork's here. I'm about to go do some shit. So it, it once again points out the temp workers are treated like shit. I really can't get away with the kind of goofy comedy crap you people do. Yeah, they never really explicitly call it out, but it's so obvious that like the yep. stain that they have for temp workers. Oh, yeah. Um, so cut back to the mall where Tanabe and Hachi are being awkward. They run into two of Tanabe's friends who call Hachi Diaper Man um, which then makes them all run away once again. Um, they're just trying to get the fuck away from everybody, but when you're on a space station, that's yeah, literally impossible. <laughs> um, it is at this point where Lucy walks in on them and is like, oh, you two, oh, you're trying to go on a date on the promenade? No, you idiots. You morons. She's like, she, there's rules to this. You know, everybody knows that there's rules and you can just go to the hotel. Except these idiots. So, yes, everyone goes to Hotel Spica because it's literally the only place on the space station where you can be alone. Which makes sense um, because they have, like, you know, company-provided dorm housing. So, like, there's no privacy at all, especially, you know, if you're in a relationship. So, yeah, the yeah. hotel is the only place to go. Yeah, like, people don't even go. She, she's literally saying, like, people don't even go here to have sex. This is just where you go to have a date. Yeah, because yeah, she's well, like, she could she's go like, have you don't sex even have to stay you overnight <laughs> just to, yeah, just to have, like, a quiet evening watching movies together with your significant other. This is the only way to do it. Yeah. But if you want like the bone, you can out. do that, too. <laughs> it is a hotel room, and you could have sex there. Yeah, because both wanted. of them are like, oh, uh, hotel, uh, we're, uh, we just started dating. I'm not sure about the sex thing yet. And she's like, no, no, you don't have to, but you totally could. (laughs) So we cut to Claire, who is still overworking here in the hotel, um, where I think it's like a vendor basically denying the Elton, declining the Eltonica suits because Into only deals with like the proper channels, top of the line kind of shit, which really ticks her off. Um, He also mentions that the Von Braun project is the top priority right now. Um, she's walking away from that when she sees Hachi checking into the hotel with Tanabe and decides not to just 
go be a part of that. See, it turns out the love square uh, is not just square. It's growing new branches by the day. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, she, I, I don't even really know what emotion they're trying to convey with her. Like, she seems kind of jealous in a way, the see him yeah, checking in with her. I think it's sort of like she's frustrated with her job, and then your ex, it looks like he's got someone new, and yeah. everything just fucking sucks for Claire. Yeah, oh, she's Claire's having, just having a rough one. And like, also, I think just enviousness of like having a relationship yeah. when you are otherwise forced to work 24-7. You know? yep. Yeah, the idea that her ex can actually have a relationship with someone else is... Definitely mixed in in there. Um, cut to the hotel room where Tanabe is super amazed that they have a big TV that you could play the N64 on for six ninety five <laughs> an hour. She's only stayed uh-huh. at the Motel 6. She doesn't know what the good ones look like. <laughs> Whereas how she's like, are we going to bone? I think we can bone. I've done all the steps needed to bone. But do we have, but are we going to bone? Like, so he's clearly bone. psyching himself up about like whatever is going to happen here. Um, she grabs a emergency. A stupid contrived thing happens where she falls yes. on him. That's all she you need to say. She falls on top of him on the bed and they're about to bone down when Tanabe realizes that there's someone hiding behind the bed. It turns out it's one of the criminals that the OSA is tailing and he's definitely not a pervert. He's just here for love. I love... I love that he's just like, hey, 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 whoa, don't make it weird. It's fine. I'm not, I'm not like, a, I'm not a creep or anything. And Hachi's like, you're doing the literal most suspicious thing anyone can do. <laughs> you're in a hotel room that a is bed. not yours. Of a hotel room that is not yours. Yeah. Like. Yeah. By the way, like the thing that's weird about the scene is like she falls on Hachi and like they're about to kiss or whatever. And then she looks up and freaks out and like they turn around. This guy is behind the headboard of the bed, which means the bed was not pressed up against the wall, which would have right? been a huge, just, like weird thing to walk into a room and not yeah, see. You would know immediately in a hotel if the head, if the bed was like a foot away from the wall. Maybe of he's just really could thin. be so lost in the sauce of their own little relationship True. world that they would just kind of void it out. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> they that, might not no. notice the other man in the room. He, he was a Paper Mario character. He was like <laughs> super thin Ooh. and just slid right in the tiny gap, you know? So this guy is <laughs> Sasha. It doesn't say that, but... He says that he proposed to this lady that he just... That, that he met here after two weeks. and that, Or that actually, that he met after two weeks... Um, but her parents turned him down and then they sent her somewhere far, far away. He's given a sob seven. story here. It's and, and you like they're falling for it, but you know it's a bit sketchy because of course you know that o- o- Osa want him. Yeah, he's a criminal. And but... like you know, they're cops, so you don't entirely believe the OSA is on the level, especially with the uh Altonica stuff, but but you're also not entirely sure this guy This is, is a bit fairy. This tale. guy was fighting yeah. in the hotel room. When- Sure and when they were also when they were discussing what those three were doing, like the criminals, they kept referring to it as doing a deal and said like they do it there specifically so they can get charged with lesser versions of the crime if yes. they do get busted. Yes. Uh, because like apparently the uh Into law there is more lenient than in other areas, that kind of thing. Yes. It's an international so, like, it sounds trade like they're zone. doing serious shit for what it's worth. Yes. Like this is a sting operation for something severe. Yeah. Yes. Um so we cut to a lady riding in an elevator and looking at room 35, which is their, uh, you know, their room. And we get some really sketchy looking cuts of someone getting beaten up in an alley. So there's there's definitely some not quite on the level shit going on there as this lady goes to uh, meet with this man. We cut to the moon. <laughs> 
where Dolph just shows up at the office of the guy that Fee was talking to uh, two episodes ago because he was one of the the other people who came with her and yeah, Dolph. his old acquisition buddy in the previous yeah. company. He he's not voiced by zero zero seven anymore. <laughs> um, and. They go to a bar where Dolph is basically trying to poach him for second division. So it's clear that Dolph is kind of trying to get the band back together here before he goes on to whatever he's about to do. I think the implication is he wants this dude to take Dolph's spot. Yeah. Yeah, he he basically says, hey, can you replace me? And it's like, well, I'm just an accountant. It's like, yeah, but you're way better than an accountant. And these third division pricks don't know shit, basically. <laughs> he specifically says, you're not cut out to be an accountant. And he replies with like, uh, you sure know how to compliment a guy, Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. So back in the hotel, uh, there's a knock on the door and Sasha's really worried about meeting this girl. So Tanave opens the door and oops, it's Edelgard. Um, we cut to Claire at the cafe. She's feeling sad. She ends up, it cuts over to the other table right next to her. And it's the other two people who were in the OSA briefing who have just realized that it's OSA people, like just over there tailing them. And they try to take Claire hostage because Claire is having the worst day. Oh my god, she just she's can't having catch a, break. a very bad, no good day. Just <laughs> the worst. And she's like still wearing her like officer uniform or yes. whatever. I don't know. It, it like clearly she works for it. Like it, it's just yeah, she clearly makes herself a high priority target. It sucks. This is her <laughs> ten, This is like her ten one. minute break where she can feel sad before she has to get back to yeah. those TPS reports. <laughs> like and now she ends up in a hostage situation. But luckily, Hakeem comes in and shoulder checks the guy and also kind of knocks Claire down because I'm sorry, Claire. Um, yeah, it's better uh, than being a hostage, I guess. She, she does a red. It's better than having a gun pointed at you. At you. Um, so she's at least not be, not in a hostage situation anymore and kind of makes some eyes at Hakeem. So there you go. I mean, he's very hot. He is pretty attractive. Back to the hotel. Tanave is like, oh, he came here after so long, but Edelgard is like, all right, fuck off. She explains that they are, you know, they're not proposed. They actually are married. And if she's away from him for five years, which is about three months away because she's been counting, she could get a divorce without his consent. It turns out that she was actually a prostitute and he was her pimp and she had some really awful Johns who did non-consensual things with her. Yeah, there's like some and, like implied flashback stuff here and it seems like it was not a good situation. And no. they mention and she mentions at one point that like they forced her to get piercings, which I think is another thing that connects earlier to like her yep. being like Tanabe, don't get piercings. Yeah, <laughs> like, knowing like pun piercings yeah. and shit, yeah. Clear that it was actually trauma rather than, like, trying to be mean to Tanabe, which kind of clicks for Tanabe at this point. Mm. Um, so then Edelgard pulls out a space harpoon gun and tells him to fuck off. Like, I'm gonna shoot you. This thing is used to anchor ships. And he's like, oh, you fired it at a person. She's like, yeah. It would kill the hell it out of them. Kill it you, would super it? kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's basically like, look, I have just gotten my life together. I am working to go to school. I do not need your shit in me. And I am going to kill the hell out of you if you do, if you try to stay in my life here. Um, she looks like she's about to go shoot him, but Tanabe jumps in the way, um, saying like, 
the saying that like, look, uh, stop trying to save him. But Tanabe's like, no, I'm trying to save you. If you murder this man, you will like Your that would be over. really bad for you. Um, you're literally the best worker in the office, and everyone fucking knows it. Yeah, she explicitly calls out like, yeah, you're better than both of the managers. <laughs> yes, to get and shit me. Yeah, she was just like, you're more useful than Robbie. You're more useful than Philip. You're more useful than me, like extremely. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. You are literally the entire reason that half section is go- goes at all. Um, Sasha takes this opportunity to go for the gun and potentially shoot Edelgard, but Hachi finally does something by tackling him. Um, at which point. Sasha tries to run out of the room and Hakeem just runs up and fucking decks him as soon as he gets out of the It's a really great shot. He like runs through the door, turns to his left, and it gets two punches right in the gut of Hakeem like right outside the door. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Sometimes life just works out that way. Um, Edogard says she wasn't going to shoot him, but like she really needs to do that kind of shit to scare him away because she cannot possibly go back to that shitty man and that shitty life that she was in. Yeah, and this scene's interesting because, like, Edelgard's normally, like, really composed and straight-faced. Like, she's actually kind of breaking and crying here. So, like, it's obvious that there is a lot of trauma there, so... Oh, yeah, and that she is... Like, she's just explaining, like, you know, like, you don't understand, I bust my ass to even get to this, like, low of a position and I'm gonna move up. Like, clearly she's just very serious about this, yeah. Yeah, she's been let on by this company for this long, but, like, what else can she possibly do? This is her only way out of this. Um, So we cut back to half section with Tanabe coming in and Edel tells her that her EVA license was due yesterday but, and uh, Tanabe's like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta go get to that. Um, but don't worry, Edelgard filled it out for her, along with her sea cucumber license. <laughs> uh, we we did miss uh, a bit in the hotel room where Hachi and Hakeem talk ah, to each other. And yes. Hakeem's like, ah, we must be, like, connected in some way. And Hachi's like, yeah, I guess so. And I'm sure that's not foreshadowing I'm glad you pointed anything. that out, because that's totally foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no chance. No, God. Yes. Also... Also, doesn't he, does Hakeem find out here uh, about the status of Sensei? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, at yes. The end they of the do scene, say that yeah, his Hakeem condition has been stabilized. OSA lady friend that uh, Sensei is okay. He's in stable condition. And there's also a scene uh, at the end of this when he, the guy, the bad guy, Sasha, gets pulled off that uh, Hachi and Tanabe hold hands. So Yes. Yeah. They, they, as, he, as Sasha is like yelling really awful things at Edelgard, they kind of just link up hands as like, ah, wow. Aww. And it's quite sweet. Um, so uh, back in the office, Edelgard filed her papers for her. And the episode ends with her saying that you can just call me Edel rather than Edelson there. It's in the English trans in the dub. It's always impossible to do honorific stuff. Yeah. But, you know, because well, she keeps calling her Miss Edelgard Miss Edel, the whole time. Which is so. Edelson in Japanese, which is much more formal yeah. than that in this. Um, so she's actually kind of letting her in here and, you know, basically... Thanks for doing all that for me back in the hotel room. She also gives a little smile, which is mm-hmm. sweet. It's oh, also funny too because, like, when the the ending scene of her in the office, like, she's totally back in her stoic persona that she normally yes. is in. She's so. she's right oh. back to being the office worker. Her smiling is also something that uh, they close out from the beginning of the episode because when they're all sitting on the bench waiting for their medical exams, like they're talking about like, oh, why isn't Edel here yet? It's really weird. Like she she never is late. And Robbie's like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't give temps that. But like they mentioned, she's like, 
I don't think I've even seen Edel smile ever. I She's can't so imagine her business. laughing. So she doesn't get down to any of the wacky hijinks we do. <laughs> and that's that. But yeah. Yeah, that's episodes 13, 14, and 15. Really good stuff. Uh we God, we're over halfway now, right? Is we, it 26 uh, episodes series, episodes? so we're we're getting into it. Yeah, we well we saw the episode preview for the next one, and it seems like it's about to uh yeah, the next episode where it starts to get serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of like what it goes okay. on. I, I do so like got our... how much went on in this episode, along with, you know, sort of the A plot, B plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they start focusing it's, more. It's like really nicely paced here. Like yeah. the middle episode was, you know, pretty fluff overall, but it was like, you know, nice fluff or whatever. And it was definitely needed, especially if we're about to ramp up into like yeah. the big serious. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, it, I mean, it's been kind of implied for a while, but the uh, Von Braun ship and the whole Jupiter project is like where the series ends and where it goes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to start to get kind of serious here. Yeah. So next time, episode 16, 17, and 18. And. We'll catch you then. Until next time. Uh, see you, space uh, cowboy. What? See <laughs> wait, you, what's space it? wait. Uh, trash collector. <laughs> uh, see you later, space trash. Uh, no, that's not. This is good. Okay, I'm done. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> good night and good luck. <laughs>